Welcome to the Unity Works Podcast, where we'll share positive insight on today's topical and sometimes controversial topics. The discussion is shaped through the lens of unity and acceptance while focusing on our community, families, and the workplace. Life works better when we come together. Here's your host, Daryl Ross. Hello and welcome to the Unity Works Podcast. So excited that you're here. I'm your host, Daryl Ross. Today our topic is how unconscious bias deflates unity. Do we recognize our own bias? Are we willing to learn to know better so we can do better? Just a reminder, if you haven't done so already, definitely hit subscribe and check out our Facebook page, Unity Works Podcast. We post additional content there and More importantly, you can ask a question, leave a comment. We'd love to discuss the topic that you've suggested. So let's dig in here. Why is a discussion about unconscious bias so important? Well, I think you know the answer to that. We're all about unity here. So unconscious bias deflates unity. And you know, many times it's not remotely on purpose, but that doesn't mean we're not responsible to learn and know better so we can do better. We all have these biases, including me. Matter of fact, get this gang, I'm going to call out myself in this episode. So hang on to that. But first, let's look at what's the meaning of unconscious bias. Defined as these are learned stereotypes that are automatic, unintentional, deeply ingrained, universal, and able to influence behavior. Yes, your behavior, my behavior. They look and feel real to us. And here's the funny thing. That behavior then actually will catapult you sometimes into action. We've seen this in the news when someone calls the police on someone else who's doing nothing wrong. You know, black guy walking his dog. White lady calls the cops. We've seen stories just like that. We saw a story recently in Starbucks where a Muslim lady And look, I understand there was some confusion and the barista couldn't quite understand her name. If you haven't heard this story, a citizen came in to get a coffee and, you know, you give your name to Starbucks baristas and the barista couldn't quite understand her name. That does happen. But the barista wrote ISIS on the cup. Now, look, I'm not even going to say that she's not telling the truth very well. She maybe didn't hear the person's name, but did she really hear the word ISIS? That's a stereotype. Now, once learned, these stereotypes and prejudices are just resistant to change, even when evidence fails to support them or points to the contrary. People will embrace anecdotes that reinforce their biases, but disregard experience that contradicts them. So why does bias happen? Why do we have a challenge with unconscious bias? There's so many theories out there, but one of them is television, movies. I really believe that. I mean, just think of a movie, right? Go back to the movie Revenge of the Nerds. You ever see that? It's actually hilarious. Not the latter ones, you know, Revenge of the Nerds 5 and 6. Like the very first one, Revenge of the Nerds. A total stereotype. Everything about it, from the jocks to the nerds to the Asian to the gays to the blacks and whites, it was one full movie, two hours of stereotype, right? And even though it's for entertainment, we're laughing, having fun, it does cement our mindset about all those cultures and genders. Even TV commercials, 
right? It cements our feelings about people. And sometimes TV commercials align with products, services that really align with our unconscious bias. We're seeing it all over America right now. Uncle Ben's rice, right? Now, I know some of us are thinking, what's the big deal? Well, it's because the picture on the box represents what looks like, you know, a almost a servant, slave that works in the house in the South, right? And we've come a long way since then. The big one, Aunt Jemima. Wow. Many of us grew up on Aunt Jemima. And here's the funny thing. I'm old, y'all. So I go way back. If you want to have some fun, Google Aunt Jemima images. I remember the first one. And that one, she was a little more heavy set, definitely darker skin. And she wore the handkerchief on her head, looked like a slave or worked indoor slave, whatever you want to call it, no doubt. Now later, I'm thinking maybe I was in college. I remember sitting, my mom made pancakes. I'm looking at the syrup bottle and it was like, I started laughing going, did Aunt Jemima get like an Oprah upgrade? Like I remember it clear as day. No more handkerchief. She had a little hairdo and a earring, you know, but still it represents a stereotype that it's time to move on. You know, when recently my wife brought to my attention Eskimo pies. And I got to tell you, I like an Eskimo pie sometimes that ice cream and chocolate. But the bottom line is that's offensive. The owners of Eskimo pies, Dryers Grand Ice Cream said in their statement that we are committed to being part of the solution on racial equality and recognize the term is inappropriate. The move is part of a larger review to ensure a company and brand that reflects our people and values. So look, they're getting on the right side of history and making the change. Another theory and why unconscious bias is so challenging is our brain. That our brain connects to what's familiar and is suspicious of what's unfamiliar. Psychologists believe it's a survival instinct, fight or flight. You stick to what's familiar to stay safe. And I understand that in the sense of survival, but, you know, we've now evolved and to stick to what's familiar is very easy to group and to stay with the whites or the blacks or Latinos or the Asians. You can see how this stick to what's familiar can get us into some challenges. But look, sometimes the unconscious bias has nothing to do with survival instinct. It's simply a stereotype and we choose to accept it, don't we? Let's have some fun. I'm going to give you 10 seconds. So whatever you're doing, just get ready, get your mind ready. I'm going to ask you a question, give you 10 seconds to name two types of food that black people like. Go. One, two, that's all you get. (laughs) That's it. Game over. All right. If you need more than 10 seconds, then come on now and don't try to make this difficult. You can go, hey, I know black people that like lobster. Yes, of course. I love lobster. But you know what I'm talking about. The stereotype, the two foods. What is it? I'm going to say it. Fried chicken and watermelon. That's right. Here's the funny thing. I love fried chicken. I don't really know many people that don't. Okay. And by the way, can I brag myself for a minute? I make a mean fried chicken, all right? Ask my kids, ask my wife. It's a little messy, (laughs) but everyone in my house is smiling when daddy makes his fried chicken. 
But here's the crazy part. You ready for this? Are you ready for this? I don't like watermelon. <laughs> I know. Some of you are probably on the floor passed out. I don't. Never have. Even as a kid, my entire family is destroying watermelon on the back patio. And I'm just watching, right? Never liked it. And this is old school. You know, none of that seedless stuff. That We had seeds. Everyone had seeds. But I tried it many times. Just didn't like it. So my point is, the stereotype isn't true. It's not accurate. So we know, in, at least in one case, we know one black person that does not like watermelon, and it's me, okay? Now, here's the really funny part. My wife loves watermelon, and she's white. <laughs> That's hilarious. Explain that one to me, all right? Anyway, I'm going to briefly describe some people to you, all right? So just take a second here and play along. Picture them in your mind and let your mind decide what you think about them, all right? So what do you think of people that have tattoos? People that own a handgun. People that vote for the other candidate, whoever that is. People that don't eat meat. People that didn't go to college. People that love cats. People that love dogs. People that have a sports car. People that own a 4x4 truck. People that are over 60 years old. You know, while I was talking, whether you realized or not, you subconsciously sort them into groups. And one of the telltale signs of bias is having to put people in certain groups. And by that, you identify with a belief about them. You align your feelings just based off of what they do or what they have or how they look. Now, there are dozens of groups. Some are social, background, cultural, personal experiences, generation. And also, there are dozens of different types of biases. But I'm going to focus on the most common, all right? First one, the like-me bias. It's when you are biased towards people that look like you or has a similar background to you. Second one is the confirmation bias. It's when we only listen to information that confirms our preconceptions. I'm sure you can already figure that one out. Just think of the news. People that watch MSNBC News, they stick to that side of the dial, right? People that watch Fox News stick to that side of the dial. They have their confirmation bias. The last one's called the anchor bias. When we anchor to the first piece of information we're given about a subject. And this really rang out true with the election. Now, first of all, the Russians interfered with our election. Now, can we just agree on that? We can fight all day long whether we think it affected anything. Fair enough. But can we at least agree that they did try to interfere and in some cases actually did interfere? Well, one of the things they did was lean into our bias. See, the Russians knew that they could anchor information on social media feeds. And because it'd be the first thing we'd see, we'd anchor that piece of information. They also lean into our confirmation bias. They knew that we would go to support our preconceived preconceptions of what we already felt. So they'd lean into the content 
knowing we'd support it on our own. So confirmation bias and anchor bias was definitely used by Russians. Now, sometimes, you know, we say something that may fall under bias, but in reality, it's just inappropriate. It's just a unconscious, maybe, inappropriateness. But here's a kicker. You didn't know it, but it definitely was inappropriate. So like I said earlier, I'm going to call out myself on unconscious bias. Now, you might relate to this, but bottom line, it's 100% true. When I was a young boy, we used to play a game, and forgive me for the slur, called Smear the Queer. Now, I would never say that now. I wouldn't play the game or teach my kids to play that game, but I'm just being transparent with you. I played the game. Now, so you understand what the game is, it was usually boys on the field. Now, even that, I can't guarantee it's always boys, okay? But when I played, it was about 10, 15 boys. And we were young, you know, middle school, and someone would throw a football up in the air, and whoever caught it would basically run for their life because the group of boys, the 10, 15 boys, would try to tackle you, right? Pounce all over you. So the person with the ball was the queer, so the game was called Smear the Queer, all right? Now, to be honest, I never even thought about the word queer in the terms of our gay community. I didn't think of what it meant. All it meant to me was that was the person with the ball and he better run. Okay. But just like I said before, it's important to learn, important to evolve. So know better so you can do better. So I've called myself out playing that game many, many years ago. I realized that was inappropriate. But the point is, it's easy to get kind of into an environment to where you're just playing a game. You don't think twice about it. All right. I'm also going to call myself out for something I did more recently. Now that, you know, that game was years ago, but I did something that I would consider unconscious bias last week. All right. And many of you saw this. Now, even though I was trying to be inclusive and have everyone join in on a couple of my videos for this podcast, I said the phrase, I want you to join the Unity Works tribe. Do you recall that? Well, again, I had no ill will by saying that, but I had a dear friend reach out that's pretty knowledgeable in this area, and she delicately told me that saying the word tribe really isn't the best phrase you want to use and it can come across insensitive. So, like I always say, you know, know better, you know, you learn. So, the word, after researching, comes from tribal which was often used synonymously with savage or primitive. So Native Americans and even some Africans could easily find that word offensive. So I'm saying to you all, I apologize, and I'm not above learning. Like I said, we should be open to learn, know better, so we can do better. So here are my four top ways to reduce unconscious bias. Number one, be aware. Just have the self-awareness to know that the first step in unconscious bias reduction is the self-awareness to know that it exists. Just understand it absolutely is real. All right. Number two, question others and yourself. To reduce the effects of unconscious bias, question biases in yourself and raise awareness in others. Ask yourself, is this true? All right. Number three, examine your own behavior. This is a great step towards maturity, right? It's really easy to do the old set in your ways. That's just the way I am, right? It's not the way you are. It's the way you've been. 
so we can learn, know better, so we can do better. All right. And number four, be intellectually curious. Simply put, just acknowledge, hey, you know, I don't know everything, and maybe I can learn something here and have the interest to want to know. So understand it is a process of continuous learning. Sometimes I hear people say, well, things are going to change this often. How do I know what to say? Well, maybe you don't, but we always learn, right? Don't get wrapped up in, you know, tomorrow you got to change a new thing. Well, guess what? Maybe you will, because we will now have learned and we'll know better. So we do better. Don't worry about if next year we realize that that phrase is inappropriate. Well, you know what? Maybe we're late to the party. We should have known sooner. Thank God we now we know, all right? So bottom line is just be open to learning. Be intellectually curious. But quick suggestion for someone out there that has been offended by someone that did some unconscious bias. Just try not to attack the open-hearted. Just meaning have grace with us all as we learn. Just like I with the word tribe or used to play that game, right? Even though I was a kid, it doesn't matter. Give us the chance to learn so we can know better, then we can do better. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We definitely should look at the unconscious bias in our life. Share with a friend, hit subscribe, because life works better when we come together. See you next week.